What's going on, guys? Just want to thank TopNotchOdds.com. TopNotchOdds, great new online sports book, growing fast for a very good reason. Get your money in easy, get your money out easy. They've got tons of bets before the game and even more live. So if you like live betting, uh, TopNotchOdds certainly is a good option for you. Put in promo code SHARPEDGE when you're signing up, and that does, does a couple things. One, that lets them know where you heard about them from. So uh, we get some credit for sending you guys to TopNotchOdds. So definitely enter promo code SHARPEDGE. But you can also get up to a 200% deposit bonus, uh, and that actually is usable over and over again. So uh, great, uh, great rollovers. Uh, get your money in easy, like I said. Get your money out just as easy. Uh, online, topnotchodds.com, promo code SHARPEDGE. What's going on? Welcome into the Sharp Angle Podcast. On today's show, College Football Wednesday. Let's do it. This is The Sharp Angle, every day on your favorite podcast player. So usually on these shows, we do something a little bit different. We replay a portion of College Football Weekly, but this week on College Football Weekly, we didn't do too many previews. It's only the Army-Navy game coming up this weekend, so I thought on today's show, I will go over the final rankings, give my reaction there talk about the best non-playoff bowl games and I've got three games that I like right now before anything is said and done three games that I think there's some early value so stay tuned because who knows I I, I'm not betting these games quite yet just so just to be completely transparent I will not have these games specifically in my portfolio but I will likely be adding them or they will be one of the first ones I add if they do end up on my list of games I'm betting so the early games that I like I'm going to end the show with those but let's start off talking about the the college football rankings college football power uh, playoff rankings end LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, Oklahoma number four. Now, the reason why the playoffs were introduced in the first place was because there were too many good teams. We need more teams fighting for the play or for the championship at the end of the year. This year, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, all undefeated. So this is exactly why we have the finals and why we have the playoffs. I think there's a real debate for who is the fourth best team in America because OU has had some very questionable games. Now, am I saying OU doesn't deserve it? No. OU absolutely deserves to be in the in the playoffs. I think it's very clear and I actually think it was made it was a very simple decision. I mean, things were made very easy on the committee. It was funny about a month ago <laughs> things were not easy on the committee. If if certain things went a, went, went a certain way, there were a lot of cobwebs that were going to have to be cleaned up and a lot of nonsense that was going to have to be done. I mean, if Georgia beats LSU or Baylor beats Oklahoma in the college football uh, uh, conference championships, then that alone does a lot in terms of messing things up. But the way it ended up, three undefeated teams, and then you have one team with one loss. I mean, I'm not even sure if there was another deserving team with one loss in all of college football. Memphis had one loss. Boise had one loss. Appalachian State had one loss. But any other Power 5 school, there were none others with only one loss. So, of course, Oklahoma deserves to be in the finals. And I also will say, Oklahoma's getting disrespected with this line. 13.5 points against LSU. I know LSU's good. I don't know if they're that good. I know Oklahoma has had a bad last half of the season. I don't know if it's been that bad. So again, we'll get there at the end, but I do believe OU deserves to be number four. Uh, The question really is, 
who's the fifth best team? Is it Georgia? Because they got rolled up by LSU. Is it Oregon, who lost to Arizona State and then came back and blew Utah out? Could it be Baylor? Could it be Wisconsin? Because after you get past those teams, I don't think anyone else really is in the conversation. But it's funny because Pat, you got sort of three teams this year in that elite category, LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and then there's a cluster of teams, which I think Oklahoma does deserve to be in in terms of talent. OU, Georgia, Oregon, Baylor, Wisconsin, maybe Penn State, maybe Auburn, Alabama, certainly. So it, it, it's it's I think that the way things ended up this year, first of all, I'm glad Alabama's not in it. Alabama! I'm happy that they're... Well, I, mean, I think this is the first... It's either the first or second playoffs that they're not in it. So that's good. That's a great thing. But I just like the way that things kind of ended this season. It's clean. It's easy to digest. There's no fighting going on right now. Everyone's pretty okay with the final. LSU number one, Ohio State number two, Clemson number three, and Oklahoma number four. So obviously those will be the playoffs. Those will be the final four teams in the final two games. Oklahoma taking on LSU, and Clemson will face Ohio State. The best non-playoff bowl games, though, I think there's a couple here. I have three games that I think are going to be very, very good, and these are all non-playoff games. The first one, Oregon-Wisconsin and the Rose Bowl. This is a simple st- uh, clash of styles. Oregon is going to want to spread the ball out, go up and down the field, uh, run run a bunch of plays, and Wisconsin is going to want to eat clock up, run the football, be aggressive at that offensive line of scrimmage. So I think it's going to be interesting, too. Both teams should be fairly motivated. I know at one point in the season, both teams really did have aspirations to win their conference and make the Final Four. But right now, I believe there won't be too much of a drop-off for both Oregon and Wisconsin. So I expect a good game there. It is the Rose Bowl. Uh, I think that both teams are going to show up and uh, perform very well. Second game, I think, is one of the better games, non-playoff bowl. And this may surprise some people. We're going off the board here a little bit. It's the Cheez-It Bowl. Air Force and Washington State. And I think it's going to be interesting just for the same reasons that I mentioned the first game. Clash of styles. Air Force runs the triple option. One of the better running teams in all of the nation. And Washington State's one of the better passing teams. I mean, if you want complete polar opposite teams going at it, that will be the Chiefs at Bowl, Air Force, and Washington State. Let me get a quick line there, actually. Pull that up. Air Force is a three-point favorite against Washington State. Wow. And uh, the first game we talked about, Oregon is a, or excuse me, Wisconsin is a two-and-a-half-point favorite over Oregon. Uh, The last game that I think is going to be very interesting that is a non-playoff game is Utah taking on Texas. The line there, Utah, seven-point favorites. But look, folks, Texas had a down year, a lot of injuries in the middle of the season. If you think Texas could even get a little bit motivated for this game, expect a good match. Expect a good matchup. (laughs) It's been been a lot of soccer talk lately. I tend to talk talk about matches. Expect a good matchup if Texas shows up. Texas is talented. They may not have had the season they expected this year, but if they have, as I said, any reason to be motivated for this game, seven points seems like too many for me, and I think this is going to be a good matchup. Uh, Utah and Texas, that is on New Year's Eve. All right, so those are the three games that I think are going to be the best besides the New Year's, uh, excuse me, the playoff games. And I also have three games that I like early lines on. 
and I'm not betting these games yet, but right now, if I had to make bets, I'd take these three games, and I'm going to start with these three games when I begin deep diving, handicapping all of the college football bowl games. Game number one, Boise State plus three and a half against Washington. This is the Las Vegas Bowl. I think there's a huge motivational mismatch here. And you're going to hear the word motivation a lot the next couple weeks. Because in professional betting, or in, in betting I should say, that's really what a lot of bowl games come down to. Or I think it's at least the first place you should start. What's the motivation for these teams to be here and then go from there? Then implement the power rankings, so on and so forth. I just don't think Washington's going to want to even be at this game. This team thought they could have been in the Final Four, won the Pac-12, and they had one of the worst seasons the last decade in Washington football, and that is a bad thing. They had expectations this year, okay? Chris Peterson, their head coach, gets up and leaves. I just don't think Washington's going to be very focused, very motivated. And on the other side, you get a Boise State team who wants to prove a real point against the Pac-12 team. Anytime you get a non-Power 5 against the Power 5, and there is that motivational edge, I lean with the non-Power 5, and Boise State's getting three and a half points here. Give me the Broncos in the Las Vegas Bowl. Boise plus three and a half. Game number two, we're going to go to the Cotton Bowl. Memphis, Memphis plus seven and a half against Penn State. I like Memphis here. And it's the same kind of reason we just talked about motivation I don't think Penn State's going to even want to show up in this game it's the Cotton Bowl and I know the Cotton Bowl used to have a little bit of clout I think that is all gone at this point Memphis very good football team one of the better passing offenses in the league or in the uh, country also one of the better lines nobody talks about their line I think that's something that is overlooked with Memphis good good offensive line I think that they uh, keep their quarterback safe they have a nice successful day on offense I'm not saying they beat Penn State but seven points far too many for that Cotton Bowl matchup and the last game that I like here Oklahoma plus 13 and a half against LSU this is one of the semifinal games and I believe it's the Peach Bowl I just think this is far too many points now I would actually buy the half point to take OU from 13 and a half to 14 typically I like to stay away from buying points but here I like that clean 14 I think OU keeps this thing close folks I'm not going to call upset or push the upset button right now but OU is just being disrespected here. Yes, they probably could beat LSU. I'm not calling it to happen. LSU is the best team in the nation. I think they should be number one. I said that a long time or for a long time this year. I thought Ohio State should be number one. I've graduated from that. I, I believe truly LSU is the best team in the country. But OU is not this bad. 13 and a half points is far too many for the best team in the, in the Big 12. If you look at how they've recruited the last couple of years, I mean, they are elite across the board. Offensively, certainly. Defensively, maybe a couple question marks. Will LSU exploit that? Yes. But will OU be able to exploit what LSU does poorly? Absolutely. You're giving Lincoln Riley weeks and weeks and weeks to prepare here. Oklahoma plus 13 and a half. I would buy the half point, taking it to 14. Uh, is my third favorite game in bowl season so far. All right, that does it for today's show. Thanks so much for listening. And stay tuned next week because we're going to have a full rundown of all the bowl games, at least before, at least during the next week. So from next week's show to the following uh, Wednesday, we're going to cover all those games on next week's uh, college football uh, show. So that does it for today. We'll talk to you tomorrow on The Sharp Angle. This is The Sharp Angle. Every day on your favorite podcast player.